Hi, I'm Oshin Lunny, welcoming you to the Siemens Advanta podcast, where we invite you to unlock the full potential of IoT. In this episode, we have a very special edition, which explores and celebrates the importance of diversity in unlocking the full potential of IoT. So for this very special fireside chat edition of the Siemens Advanta podcast, I'm honored to introduce two guests who will be exploring this very important topic in conversation. Dr. Selena Milanovic is a biomedical engineer who recently completed her PhD at the University of Oxford. She is also a global shaper of the World Economic Forum and was recently listed by Forbes magazine among the top Italian scientists under 30. Selena has been at Siemens Advanta for almost a year now, focusing on internal and external healthcare projects. Welcome, Selena. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. And Melita Rana is an engineer MBA. She has worked as a software developer for technology companies like IBM and has worked with Siemens for over six years in different roles, such as tendering and sales. And she is currently a senior consultant with Siemens Advanta Consulting. She focuses on sales and marketing, customer experience, business model innovation, service excellence, and cybersecurity. She's also the chair of the Women's Impact Employee Resource Group at Siemens USA and leads several diversity initiatives at Siemens Advanta. Melita is also an ultra-marathon runner. Welcome, Melita. Thanks so much, Oisin. <laughs> Selena and Melita, the stage is yours. Thanks so much, Oisin. Hey, everybody. So happy to be here today with my colleague, Selena, to discuss this very important topic. Before we dive into the topic, just a little bit about my journey and background. Two key things that shaped me to be the person I am today are gender disparity and poverty. I was born and raised in India. I grew up below the poverty line with very limited means and resources. We did not even have electricity or clean water on a regular basis. We did not have access to bathrooms inside our homes. My father had to quit his education in the 10th grade after his father passed away and took a job pulling carts in a factory to support his family. My parents worked very hard, needless to say, to make ends meet and thus for them, education was the key to a better life for their daughters. But now comes gender disparity. It was not a common thing, especially if you're poor, to provide education to a girl child. I grew up in a society where gender disparity is a huge issue and women do not have equal rights as men, even for certain fundamental rights as right to education, right to work, right to choose a profession, right to work, walk around freely and safely and several other basic human rights. It was just not my mother whose education was taught to prioritize her brother's education, but my cousins also faced the same fate. Even worse, they were married off at ages of 16 as being a girl child was and is still considered a liability. So when my parents chose to provide education to my sister and me, they were highly criticized and ostracized from their family. This was the situation 36 years ago. Fast forward today, we still see a looming gender gap. The World Economic Forum study in 2021 reported that the global gender gap is not expected to close for another 136 years. And the COVID-19 pandemic has increased this time from 100 years, according to the World Economic Forum, and just exacerbated the situation. Thus, I'm very passionate about not just setting an example and inspiring 
people who come from similar backgrounds, but also providing a voice and a platform for the marginalized sections of the society and contribute towards upliftment and improvement of conditions of people across the globe. And I'm involved in several Advanta diversity initiatives for this reason. And that's why I am so, so happy to be here today along with my colleague, Selena, to discuss this very important topic and create awareness around certain issues that exist around this topic. It's just so amazing to hear your story because I think when people look at your inevitably impressive CV, they think, aha, this woman had it all figured out from day one. She knew what she wanted. She had all the help to get there. And it's actually then very, in a way, also reassuring for all of us to know that you don't need to have the way paved for yourself in order to be able to make it, uh, regardless of gender, race, or background. And I think that's a super important message. And I'm so glad that you shared your story so openly because it speaks to me very much because I have a similar story in the sense that my parents both emigrated to Italy back in the early 90s, not speaking a single word of Italian. And today, they're very proud of me and my sisters who have achieved, I'd say, quite a bit in the engineering sphere. And so bringing me to the point that I recently graduated from Oxford with a PhD in biomedical engineering, which I was particularly proud of, but the road there wasn't a straight line. It was more of a wiggly, bumpy road because I started off in high school having some sort of interest in the sciences, not really knowing where to go. But what I knew is that I really wanted to be useful in some way. Like I wanted to contribute to the world in a very clear and pragmatic way. And so the sciences spoke to me, yet I wasn't really quite sure what to pick. So I chose mechanical engineering because mechanical engineering sort of gives you as an undergrad a very broad perspective on what you can do. You can you can ultimately decide to specialize in so many different fields for which I chose biomedical engineering in the end because Ultimately, I, I have a great passion for global health, but at the same time, I feel that the work of a doctor being helping patients one person at a time is it just seemed sometimes a little bit too 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 slow for me. And on the other hand, it had many aspects like the the of course in, incredible emotional work that you need to do yourself, and it's an incredibly hard job to do. And I was just thinking, what? How can I? sort of combine my interest in technology and medicine. And it, it was the time where sort of biomedical engineering was also booming in interest uh, amongst us young students. And so I found these opportunities across the globe, ultimately yielding me to live in over eight countries to study and work in order to ultimately land in Siemens, where I am today as a healthcare consultant, ultimately. And I think it is important today to be so incredibly versatile in exploring yourself, your interests, and what you can do out there in the world. And to do that, you need to really have that strength and that conviction in yourself, which as a woman in technology often is not trivial because you are put in environments where you're a minority. And it's in, and not everybody is always welcoming but while that may be very hard in the beginning, for example, while I was in mechanical engineering undergrad, I was one of the 3% women in class. And it was very difficult at the start when you're 17. And where do you get all this confidence from? Like you've not 
done that much in life by then. And you sort of feel like, you know, how do I do this? How do I keep pushing? But then you do, you simply persist, persist, resist, and be very outspoken, be very curious about the world and just don't think in terms of borders. And I think curiosity keeps the spirit awake. And as long as you're very ambitious, you can do it. Selena, you mentioned a very good point. It was intriguing to hear that you were only 3% of the women in mechanical engineering. When I was working in manufacturing for a bit, I was one amongst 15 men in the manufacturing floor and being the only young woman, because most men were more experienced and elderly, it was really intimidating. It was just not intimidating, as you mentioned, but there were lots of stereotypes types. There were lots of unconscious biases that women still have to overcome in fields like technology or STEM and even in manufacturing to overcome these biases. Now, as I said, I worked in manufacturing for a bit, but also right now I'm in consulting. We do see lack of women in consulting as well. But the reason I joined consulting was that once I worked in the business, I was like, what steps do I take to really advance my career? And one of the things that I thought was it's really important to understand what are those people who are in the C-suites thinking when they're making decisions, right? How are we really impacting businesses by helping solve their problems? But that's a great point that you bring up. I want to know the way people think to make things happen. Like I very, very, very strongly empathize with that because let me tell you my story. I was in academia all my life, basically. I was a PhD student and surrounded by phenomenal professors at Oxford, while at the same time we were working on very important problems in neuroscience. I could see that I had all these great minds around me, but the progress was very slow. So making impact in the sciences when you're on your own and you're a researcher, even let's say if you have a research team, it's not that immediate. And for all the right reasons, because of course you need to do research very thoroughly, you need to go through all the ethical approvals, you need to then go through all the legal approvals when designing a new device or a new software solution for the medical field. So all of this is rightful, but at the same time, I couldn't really see myself staying in that field all my life because from the moment an invention comes to life, to the moment it is applied in the hospitals today, we're talking about the lifespan of about seven to 10 years. And if you're lucky with great ideas, you'd see maybe three, four products in your lifetime, which I wasn't that happy about. (laughs) That's why I decided to tip my toes into the industry and into consulting in particular. Of course, the Siemens is a renowned name in the medical field. One doesn't need to repeat that. And so I was thinking to myself, hmm, how can I join this engineering giant and this pillar of the German economy, ultimately, in its journey to impact the world through something very tangible. And even the Siemens motto, we make real what matters, speaks to me. And inevitably, then when I learned that there's also a consulting segment within Siemens that would allow me to more dynamically jump between projects across the globe and even in different fields, I immediately jumped to the opportunity because it is an incredibly fantastic chance to really be able to work with people who have the engineering skills, the engineering mindset, but also that business acumen that is needed to bring things to life in our society ultimately. And so I'm very proud to be at Siemens and particularly in the healthcare segment because everything we do is to advance global health and 
that's something that just makes me happy. That's awesome, right? And you touched earlier upon the impact, right? And and this is why I love Advanta. But I really want to talk a little bit about, as you said, what difference are we making in just not our clients' businesses, but also in the world? So Advanta, I really love that we can really help as Advanta transform our clients' businesses, you know, by helping them build innovative models, data-driven digital businesses and products, new business model innovation, which is kind of my expertise area and really apply all these skills that I have to help, as Oisin mentioned earlier, our clients' full potential through unlocking the power of digital technology, which is a key driver today. Use cases such as predictive analytics to conversational AI and blockchain. It's like the world is our oyster, right? With technology, we are literally helping clients to innovate their business models, not just to increase profitability, but also to become more socially responsible. We are helping address not just business challenges, but world challenges with our sustainability portfolio by helping clients reduce their carbon footprint, create a decarbonization roadmap, and helping really transform the world into a better place to live. And that gives me so much happiness, as you just mentioned, being a consultant, being a part of Advanta, being in the midst of technology and taking this opportunity to transform the world. I fully agree. And ultimately, I think when we think of technology, what is the purpose of engineering and technology? Its purpose is to improve quality of life. It is to drive us forward to an easier future, to a more equal future, to a future that fits us all. And then as consultants, you have the role to sort of be the catalyst to this change. We accelerate this change. We are sort of the water that keeps things moving. And isn't that absolutely wonderful when you can at the same time touch base to all these exciting topics and help people achieve their goals ultimately, because this is what we do also as uh, consultants. We empower already existing teams of engineers and other experts that are needed to fully maximize their potential and their impact. Exactly, exactly. I know the question that we are discussing is women in engineering or women in consulting. And the question comes, or at least I've heard, which is a needless question, why do women matter in these fields? What are some of your thoughts around why the women part of it? Women matter because everybody matters. Simple answer. For me, let's take a step back and think about diversity. How do you get the best ideas? Not by cloning people, but by getting a room that is diverse in ways of thinking and backgrounds and cultures, because we work with clients across the globe. We need to be able to wear different hats. We need to be able to navigate different cultural settings. And even then, it's necessary to be diverse. When it comes specifically to gender and women, I want women to feel and to work in an environment where they don't feel differences exist. And To do that, I think we need to empower girls already at a very young age. This is why I myself, whenever I get the chance, I go and speak in schools or at different types of events to really just show that you can do sciences, you can do engineering, just like everybody else. That's it. Like there's no magic to it. I I always like to state that women have exactly the same capabilities as men. It's not that women are better in some ways, or I, I just don't like to create that disparity because I think it's important for us to be able to work as a team. We need to feel that we are equal. I think that is key. Great point, right? And I just want to give a small example and it'll baffle our minds. I was just reading this. Um, 
when Apple first released its health app, you know, the health app that Apple has with the intent of making almost every aspect of your body's daily functions quantifiable, there was no sign of a reproductive cycle tracker, something that women have been doing analog since time immemorial. And this shows if you forget diversity of thought and if you leave out key sections of the society, you are missing out on opportunities and key fundamentals that need to exist in a product, in a solution, in a service, etc., etc. So it just blew my mind how this could be a big challenge for companies. Just I want to talk a little bit about data, right? We're still seeing a huge gap. Women make up only 28% of the workforce in science, technology, engineering, math, and STEM. And men vastly outnumber women women majoring in most STEM fields. And there is only 22% of professionals working in AI. And I'm so glad that we have women in AI at Adventa. It's imperative to really go ahead and, as you just mentioned, right, think that everybody matters and give equal opportunities for everybody, because all these technologies are truly shaping the world. And if there is not representation, and we know that the industry requires diverse collaborators and contributors to make sure that the technology that runs the world, our schools, our homes, is made by people, as you mentioned, with diverse backgrounds, perspectives, and life experiences. So as Ruth Bader Ginsburg said, women belong in all places where decisions are made. And as Dr. Selena said, Women matter because everybody matters, right? So let's call them to join, right? I think this is the perfect time to jump into that discussion. And not only from an applicant perspective, not only from an individual perspective, but also from a company perspective. I think we need to raise this awareness, not only in the young girls that want to apply to science-y fields and techie fields or startups or create their own startups, but also to companies themselves to really integrate diversity and particular gender diversity within their company values. Because as you said correctly, whatever solution you're tailoring, you need to tailor it to the human population that ultimately is 50-50. So (laughs) we shouldn't ignore a percentage of the population. And so with that, I would really like to jump into this discussion. You know, what can we do? What can we as individuals do? What can we urge our companies to do? Yeah, exactly. And for me, I know there is a lot of focus on hiring the right talent and hiring more women in technology, hiring more leaders in more senior positions. But the focus should not be just on hiring. The focus has to be on retention and advancement of diverse talent as well as the focus on getting women the first step as managers, even at the first level, there is a huge gap there. There is still a broken rung where women are struggling to get their first step as managers as compared to men. There is huge opportunity there that companies can focus on women, their top talent, on and on all women and diverse talent in their organizations to not just, you know, hire more, but also retain the important Absolutely. workforce. And especially with the great resignation, as you know, the imperative is even more for companies to retain talent. So how can you create a pipeline for promoting women at the top or having more women in the board if you don't advance your women who are starting their journeys and not providing them an advancement path and their first step to get to the top 
right? So it has to be a systematic process and not just say, oh, we need more women in leadership positions in the management board. So that pipeline needs to be fixed. Absolutely. But I think this is also a call to action to our male colleagues who absolutely agree because we are all very often in a situation that we feel like we're lucky that our colleagues fully understand and fully agree with all these action items and want to support us. So I would also like to mention that this women initiative ultimately is something that is for women, but it is not only done by women. We need our male colleagues to stand by our side and support us because if they are a majority, clearly we need their voices as well, right? And I myself have been lucky enough to also be surrounded by colleagues who actively wanted to contribute. And I think that is absolutely essential, both in terms of support when proposing new initiative to the leadership, but also in very practical things like deciding to go to trainings to learn about the politically correct way of speaking, the politically correct way of behaving, I think all of us should be aware of it. Because let's be honest, I think all of us as women at this point in our careers have been to countless trainings about empowerment. So I think it's also time to train the men at some points, right? Absolutely. I'm glad you bring that out, right? Diversity needs allies. We need allies because it's a dialogue. We need allies to be a part of the dialogue, work hand in hand with us, collaborate with us together to transform the world. And ultimately, why are we striving for diversity? We strive for diversity in all aspects because we want equality in all aspects. We see that in our societies, in the way societies have evolved politically. So why not do that internally in the industry and in the business world? I think it's the way forward. Awesome. And my one last call to action would be to young girls. I want to quote our value, which is dare to dream. I want all young girls to dare to dream. You can achieve anything you want. You can break the stereotypes. You can be whatever you want. If you put your mind into it, be unapologetic about who you are, because your uniqueness and who you are makes you you and creates an impact in the world. That's amazing. Melita, you make me want to reapply again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thank you. I'm so proud and privileged to be a part of Advanta. A company like Advanta provides opportunities for career development to women. We have an 18-month program around women's leadership program. I'm personally part of that program, and it has truly, truly enriched my personal and professional journey. We have several other diversity initiatives that both Selena and I are part of, which provides us a platform to drive change in our workforce, workplace, and community. This is wonderful. And I think it leaves ultimately on a great note that we are here to welcome you, reach out, be active, whether it's Siemens or beyond, apply, connect with people, connect with people that you would like to be in some aspects, right? Make your role models tangible. Today, the role model is no longer on a distant Wikipedia page. Mm -hmm. It's within your reach on LinkedIn. I mean, you can look at their CVs. You can kind of pick and choose what you would like to achieve in your career. Be it a woman, a guy, it doesn't really matter. Just look out there and see what's possible. And if somebody is doing it, there's absolutely no reason for you not to be able to. We heard some wonderful stories today in particular, like Melita, I absolutely love your story because it's really this 360 degree shift in life that if if your story isn't proof of what 
one can achieve with strong will and commitment to oneself, then I don't know what is. Let's join hands. Let's collaborate together. Let's call everybody to join us in the initiatives around diversity, equity, and inclusion to make this world a better place to live for all. Thank you so much for the opportunity and thank you for listening. Thank you, everybody. And let's break this bias. So there you have it. Diversity needs allies, diversity needs champions, and everyone wins when we break the bias together. Thank you so much to Melita and Selena for that inspiring discussion. It is awesome to learn how Siemens is leading the way. Listeners, thank you for joining us. If you enjoyed the podcast, please don't forget to tell your friends and share with your colleagues. And feel free to subscribe to the Siemens Advanta podcast and leave a nice five-star rating wherever you get your favourite podcasts. I'll see you next time.